Here's Elliott side by side down the back stretch. Chastain in turn one drives it in deep to the bottom. Problems along the front stretch. Kyle Larson gets sideways. He's young. He's informed. He's J.C. Fickenshire. And it's time now to raise the door on J.C.'s Garage. Hi, welcome to J.C.'s Garage. I'm J.C. Fickenshire, joined by David Stiles. Tyler Reddick gets his first career win and his first win in the season to punch his way into the playoffs at Road America. Yeah, and he becomes the fifth first-time winner in the 2022 season, which I think is a huge deal. And then if you look back down through the list, I mean, we don't have that many more full-time drivers that Mm -hmm. haven't won a race yet. I think it's what Ty Dillon, Harrison Burton, who is a rookie, Todd Gilliland, who is also a rookie, and then Corey LaJoy and maybe a a couple others. But that list is getting smaller of people who have not won a race who are driving full-time in this sport, and I think it's awesome. He's been way overdue. I think this is the 100-and-something-ish win for RCR, but they haven't had a win in like 75-something races dating back to a Austin Dillon race in July of 2020 at Texas. So this is a huge deal for RCR. Chevy, again, dominating the race at this road course, and the Toyotas were just kind of out to lunch. I mean, is that kind of how you felt? Yeah, the uh, at the start, Chase Elliott just looked unbeatable. He just looked so fast. And then green flag pit stops towards the end. Tyler Reddick got right out, right on Chase Elliott's bumper. And he kind of stayed there for that that long run till the end and then ended up passing him and kind of ran away with it. I didn't I didn't see anybody in the field that could beat Chase Elliott. No, he arguably had the best car all afternoon. I mean, he started off the race just on fire. Mm-hmm. But there were only two cautions outside of the stage breaks in this race. And so I think how the number eight team capitalized on that is that they made a few minor adjustments tweaked the car, and then at the end of that race, they were just better than Chase Elliott. And Mm -hmm. I think in his uh, post-race interview, I think Claire B. Lang was talking to him, and she tried to ask him what, uh, what changed, or was he just better than you, or were you better than him in some places and chase just frankly said he he had the better car he was just better than me and so this is this is a huge win uh not just for tyler reddick but also for the playoff standings a huge implications kevin harvick now on the outside looking in because of the uh because of all the different winners and i think it's just really cool what this car has been able to do and give us this much parity with this many different winners and there's only five drivers that have multiple wins and all of them are just two wins so uh, we have a bunch of people with single wins and i think it's setting up to you know be a burnout as we get down here to the end of the season and going into this season i thought rcr would be about where we see track house i thought with their relationship with nascar to build this new car i thought they'd kind of have a jump on it we didn't really see that we saw tyler reddick do get at bristol dirt and he they had some fast cars in between but Nothing like I really expected going into the season. And then they finally get their first win of the season with this new car. And I think for Tyler Reddick, if he can get through the first round of the playoffs, I think he has a shot to make it all the way. Because there's some races that play out. Another road course, the Roval, Talladega, which is, I mean, anything can happen there. And uh, Texas, where he finished second to his teammate a couple years back. And he makes it into that final round. I circle one race, and that's Homestead. 
I mean, Tyler Reddick, if there's anywhere he's going to win, it's going to be Homestead. Now, momentum is such a big part of the sport. Do you feel like Tyler Reddick could get hot here in the middle of the summer and rattle off a couple more wins, maybe two or three, and then kind of mm -hmm. solidify himself, I guess, in the running for the favorites to win the championship at Phoenix at the end of the year? Yeah, I, I easily think he can. this will give that team momentum and they'll maybe get a couple wins or just bank a couple more top fives. I mean, we saw Daniel Suarez win two weeks ago, and he went to Nashville uh, started off really good, and then they made a bad adjustment, or the car just didn't play out. But this week, again, both the track house cars in the top five, I mean, that's momentum to build up for the, for the playoffs. So I think the biggest thing is giving Tyler Reddick that win and showing, giving him the confidence that he knows he can win in this sport, and then giving that team confidence to build fast race cars for the playoffs. I agree, and I know a lot of people right now are saying that you know Chase Elliott is probably the favorite. He's leading the points. He's been running up front pretty much all season, and up until you know a couple of weeks ago when he won at Nashville and then won that race at Dover, and they kind of crowned him the Concrete King, like we were talking about last week. He hadn't really been you know looking at race wins. He had just been really consistent and been really good and winning stages and getting playoff points and and that kind of thing. And so now a lot of people are saying, well, the Hendrick cars could be the favorite for the championship but i'm kind of like you this track house team has been unreal mm -hmm. and i mean finishing what they finished fourth and fifth again both of the cars in the top five i don't know i mean i'd almost have to say that ross has to be in contention to be in the final four come phoenix and if suarez continues to run the way that he is and I think a little bit of pressure will have been alleviated from him after his first win in Sonoma. He could easily rattle off a couple of more wins. And, you know, then what is the rest of the field going to do? Because we're getting down, you know, to the last eight races, and there's really only three spots left. And mm -hmm. someone's going to have to either get in on points or there's going to be three more different winners. And if that happens and we get more than three different winners, someone's going to be on the outside looking in. Yeah, and at this point in the season last year, Everyone thought this is Kyle Larson's year. He's going to win it all. As of right now, I don't think you can pin anyone that's going to win this championship. I think almost every driver that's won a race and not and locked themselves into the playoffs has a shot to win the championship. I just I, it's that close. I I couldn't I couldn't pick a guy to win the championship right now. Yeah, it it'd be extremely hard, but another little interesting fact it only took Tyler Reddick 92 races to get his first victory. That's faster than what Chase Elliott did. I think mm -hmm. it took Chase Elliott almost 100 or 99 yeah. something career starts. We talked last week, it took Daniel Suarez 195 career starts to get his first win. So he's on pace, I guess, to be one of the best drivers, I guess, in the next 10, 15 years. He could rattle mm -hmm. off a whole bunch of wins and be very consistent. And I think he's very happy at RCR. And happy with uh, the equipment that he has. And so I, I feel like we were saying what we were saying earlier, he could get hot and go on a, a big streak of wins and end up propelling himself into the final four. I don't really see it right now because I still think my favorites, I guess, would be Chastain Larson, Kyle Busch, and probably Chase Elliott. I know that goes against what I picked a couple weeks ago. <laughs> a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But I feel like those four cars are pretty much in the mix yeah. for making something happen in Phoenix come the end of the year. Mm -hmm. 
And then towards the end of this race, I I know you saw it, but uh, Austin Dillon blew a tire with Ooh. like two laps to go, and talking I, about I nervous. It, I thought it was it. I thought his teammate just blew his tire, and he's not going to be able to make it up the hill to get in the pit road. And Tyler Reddick's going to have to restart, and everyone behind him is going to take tires when he stays out, and it was going to be a whole thing. But I'm so glad Austin Dillon pulled into the escape route or whatever it is uh, by that after the long stretch uh, from turn three to turn four. But I thought I thought that could have gotten really bad for Tyler Reddick. And I mean, how bad would it have to? How how bad would you feel if you were Austin Dillon, where? This guy continues to finish second. He is your teammate, and you know that he's good, and he's due for a win, and he's leading the race with, what, the last three laps, I La- guess? Like, on the la- on the second to last yeah. lap, he has to get the white flag. And he's, he's got pulled, a three-second yeah, lead. Yeah, he's got a three-second lead. And that's the thing, because Elliot's car was so good all day, and then mm-hmm. once Tyler Reddick got past him, it was like, see you later, man. Yeah. And he was just gone. And to know that you could potentially cause a caution – and take potentially take that win away from your teammate. I know that he had to be, you know, doing everything <laughs> in his power to get that car off on that uh, exit ramp and get back to the pits. And I'm sure that uh, Mr. Childers was just as nervous <laughs> going, get the car, get the car off the track, get it off the track. And uh, I, it's just a great, it's just great for RCR to win. And it's great for these smaller teams. I mean, track house to win races it's great for rcr two car operation to win races it's great for 2311 to win races because it shows that you know this isn't just about how much money you can throw at something and over engineer the car anymore you actually have to have a good driver mm-hmm. and you have you have to put together a whole race as joey logano has said before on sirius if you don't put together a whole race you, you kind of cripple yourself and you take wins away from yourself. So I think it's awesome that we're having a lot of these smaller teams win races. And I, I think it would be even cooler if, say, Ricky Stenhouse could get a win or Michael mm-hmm. McDowell could get a win. And, again, Michael McDowell showing that he's a good road course racer, finished in the top ten, finished eighth. And then, like we talked about at Sonoma, Chris, Chris Busher finishing sixth. So Ford having a little bit of a, of a resurgence here and uh, – coming forward so hopefully they can kind of get their act together and make something happen because the toyotas yesterday were they were just bad and i know truex mm-hmm. was up at the front till he had a problem then he had to pit and he ends up finishing 13th and he was kind of in the mix all day but they just they just weren't there and then bubba wallace has that huge issue and then is basically just like look guys, yeah. i'm done like i'm this is over and then he ends up finishing 35th so i mean it it's kind of been feast or famine for a Toyota all year, and we've kind of known that going into this race. So it doesn't surprise me to see that. But if they're going to make a run here at the end of the season, they're going to have to get hot. And I know Denny Hamlin has been feast or famine, but someone's got to step up over there. I mean, they've got to kind of right that ship. Yeah. And, well, when you look at the smaller teams, the ones we point out, like Trackhouse and now RCR getting their first win, they're both Chevy teams, those two. And... In the Ford side, we haven't seen we've won, we've seen one Stuart Haas win over the whole season, and then Penske's taken all the Fords, and then Toyota we've only seen one twenty three XI win, and Joe Gibbs has taken all over that. Um, the fact that Chevy has multiple wins outside of Hendrick is impressive, but you kind of think how is Chevy like developing and pushing out their stuff to these other teams? 
when you obviously see their main focus is Hendrick, and then Fords is Penske, and Toyota's Joe Gibbs. Uh, the fact that the Chevys all around are good is very impressive to me. So going into Atlanta, this has kind of morphed since they repaved it, and we saw this the first time around with William Byron winning that race. Do you feel like, you know, the past couple of years, Ford has been the dominant super speedway team? I would. Do you feel like that has yeah. kind of shifted, or do you um, still feel like they have the edge when they go there? See, I kind of do. I kind of think Ford is the best. I think they they always come out with the best strategy and the best cars, but I I feel like they wreck each other out a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I think like at when I when I imagine Talladega and Daytona, I always you always see a Ford out front. I mean Roush. Roush Fenway, Kozlowski Racing uh, in Daytona. They haven't been too hot this year. Uh, Chris Buescher on the road courses is starting to I mean, they won the duels, it but it's the duels. I mean, yeah. Buescher won a duel, Kozlowski won a duel, but they as should. far as a points-paying race mm-hmm. at a speedway, William Byron, Ross Chastain, Cindric did win the Daytona 500, but it's the Daytona 500. Yeah. I mean, anything it's kind of happen. anything could happen. That's the Super Bowl of the sport. But the other two big... Super Speedway races have been won by Chevy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, I think obviously Chevy and Toyota have stepped up their their stuff on the Super Speedways. Um and and Ford Ford is good on the Super Speedways. I just feel like they they just wreck each other out. I don't know. I every time I can think of like either Joey Logano winning or uh or Joey Logano leading or Ryan Blaney leading or a, a solid Ford leading I just feel like they get wrecked or something they happens cause behind them. They cause a wreck and and Fords get taken out. But there's more strength, not in the Toyotas. The Toyotas don't have that many players. They but play Chevy, well together, though. They do play well together. They, they play smart. But Chevy just has so many solid teams that, I mean, we're going to come into Atlanta and the guys you list off like RCR, Hendrick, and Trackhouse, they're obviously going to be up front. Um, and I think like guys like Spire Motorsports, R- Ricky Stenhouse will be up there. So you're going to see these Chevy teams that are kind of like way smaller than Trackhouse and RCR actually play a role into Atlanta. Yeah. And I find that to be true because there's so many, like you said, there's so many different Chevy teams that if they all work together mm-hmm. kind of collectively, then of course they can outwork the other two manufacturers. I mean, Ford has a good number of, of, race cars in the pack but when you think of toyota they got six race cars and that's it so i mean they've got to have a good game plan going into it and you know for the past couple years denny hamlin had won the daytona 500 i think coming into this year he had the chance to be one of the yeah one of the only drivers i think it's him and one other driver i can't remember right now off the top of my head to win three daytona 500s in a row that would be an incredible step and so toyota is typically good at daytona and typically good at speedway tracks but i feel like the momentum has has shifted and i mean chastain winning at at talladega and then byron winning at uh at atlanta earlier this year I think I kind of have to give the advantage to Chevy, not just because of the sheer numbers, mm-hmm. but I think that these tracks lend themselves to aggressive drivers. This is why Joe Logano yeah. is so good at places mm-hmm. like this, because he is aggressive, and you don't sit back and wait. And another good thing about it is is 
this isn't a super, you know, arrow dependent where you're having to set somebody up and then pass them. It's whatever mo- line has the momentum. Yeah. And whoever gets the good the good run. And so it's blocking the lanes. And to me, I love the super speedway racing. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I love it because I think it adds an extra layer into the race. And so I, I could see I I mean we could see someone different come up. I mean, Corey LaJoy could easily win one of Corey these. Corey LaJoy finished got his first top five at Atlanta earlier this year. Yeah. I mean, it's totally possible. And mm-hmm. well, you're wearing a, a LaJoy shirt, <laughs> so I gotta, <laughs> I gotta give Corey some credit. But I mean, what what about this Atlanta race are you looking forward to the most? Is it the is it the pack racing or is it just the unpredictability? Well, I love the pack racing and I love how it's at Atlanta from what we've seen it everything comes up so much faster. A lot of people are saying it's like a miniature Daytona. I'm just I kind of imagine it as like you're at Daytona but you're going 60 miles per hour faster than you normally go. Yeah. So everything just happens so fast. So you have to be on the wheel if anything happens, you're probably not going to get away with it if you're behind it. And uh I remember from what I'm like remembering in my head from this earlier race, uh, Bubba Wallace was out front towards the end and he looked really good. He's a great super speedway driver. And then he got shuffled back. But the the Chevys were up front most of the race, but they did have a problem with tires. Every once in a while in a long run, they blow a tire on the turn. And I think it was because the tires that Goodyear brought I'm not really sure, but it only happened to the Chevys. So that could be a factor with the Chevys. If you run out front too long, you wear that tire down and you lose it and spin in front of the pack, that wouldn't be very good. No, and and again, super speedway racing is prone to have a lot of caution flags. When we were at Atlanta last time, they had 11 cautions for 65 laps. Uh, this was back on March the 20th of 2022. And like I said, William Byron won that race. This is how they finished off. It was Byron, Chastain, uh, Kurt Busch, Suarez, LaJoy. Like you said, got his first top five finish. He finished fifth. Chase Elliott. Again, Chris Busher, mm-hmm. top 10 finish. He's he's there. Truex finished eighth. Logano ninth. Alex Bowman rounds out the top 10. So where, you know, cautions breed cautions, you think we're over under what we had last time, they had 11 cautions last time in Atlanta. Do you think we'll have more than that, or do you think it'll be a little bit more tame? Because this past race, we had two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, I mean, this this race at Elkhart is fast. It's a fast road course, and then it's almost the polar opposite of what happened on Saturday mm-hmm. where it seemed like the Xfinity drivers were just doing a demolition derby. <laughs> and they said, we're just going to wreck one another forever. And it seemed like it took an hour and a half or even longer for them to go 25 something laps at the end of that thing so i mean it it, i mean i don't know do you think more cautions at atlanta this time around or do you think because i mean it it's narrowing down we've only got like three (laughs) spots left three four spots left in the playoffs i mean it's people are going to start getting aggressive Mm -hmm. i think i think we'll definitely go over that i there's from what we've seen every road course has had a first time winner First-time career winner, first-time in-the-season winner. Uh, so we have two more two more road course races. Yeah, we've got and Indianapolis road course and Watkins Glen. I think like Chris Buescher, Michael McDowell, they're probably circling those as shots they can get into the playoffs. And then you got Daytona and Atlanta. 
and then the rest of them are kind of crapshoots. You might, you I mean, might New Hampshire see a new last winner. year in New Hampshire, we had Almirola winning yeah. the the shortened race because they don't have lights there, and it mm-hmm. got dark, and he was saying. Is the race over? Tell him to end it. I'm leading. And so he, he ends up getting that win. Got Pocono, which is always, you know, it's an interesting race, a tricky triangle. Michigan, which is usually a pretty fast track. We'll do our second race at Richmond, which I hope is better than the first time around. Uh, Watkins Glen, and then we'll end the season with Daytona. So those are those are the eight races that are left after mm-hmm. Atlanta. So, And I think going into this Atlanta, if I'm a driver outside of the playoffs, I want to win as soon as possible so we can get into playoff mode. So I think there's a lot of people circling this this race, and I think a lot of people are going to make aggressive moves, and that's not going to work out, and somebody's going to wreck everybody. So do you think we get another multi-winner? So do we have another – do we get another new winner on the season this weekend, or (laughs) does someone, you know – someone who already has a win become the sixth multi-winner of the of the year that's it's so hard to say because i feel like the the people had multi-wins did it in a short time span and then kind of went cold so like william byron he got his win at atlanta and then kind of went after his second win he kind of just went cold and at martinsville and Really, we haven't seen much of him at all. Uh, Joey Logano, he got his win at Gateway and Darlington pretty close together and then kind of went cold. Uh, so I think if anybody's going to get another win, it's got to be like Chase Elliott or maybe Tyler Reddick or, or Daniel Suarez, somebody that's got momentum on their side. But at this track, literally anything can happen. Anyone can win. So I... I'd have to. I want to say we're going to get another new winner, but as much as I say that, we could easily get another repeat winner. So looking at the playoffs now, if this factors into any of it, we got Ryan Blaney, who's actually second in points still. He's plus 112 to the good. Right behind him, Truex plus 61, Christopher Bell plus 20. Now these are the first four drivers out: Kevin Harvick minus 20, Eric Almirola minus 47. Eric Jones, minus 85, and Austin Dillon, minus 94. So, again, if one of those three that are already in, Blaney, Truex, or Bell, the win a race, it really doesn't move the line any. But unless if someone, like, yeah, yeah but unless if, Christopher Bell goes up and puts Truex on the cutoff line, nothing really. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're still going to be, those, those three drivers are still going to be in if one of them wins a race. Mm hmm. So now the pressure's really on Harvick, Almirola, Jones, and Austin Dillon to get a win. And then I think you can add Busher to that list, Stenhouse to that list. There's a couple of others that are kind of in that 20 to 25 range that if they end up getting a win, they'll get in. But then you've also got a number of cars that potentially could win a race and then not get in. I mean, you could have Almendinger win in a race at the Indianapolis road course that really doesn't do anything yeah. for us because he's not a full-time cup driver. I mean, Bubba Wallace, if he, if he got a win, he would be in, he's currently in 25th Cole Custer 27th. If he got a win, he would be in. And so then that ends up shifting the whole line down. Is there anyone kind of in that range that you feel like could upset the apple cart in these next eight races? Uh, definitely. I think Ricky Stenhouse with the Atlanta and, and Daytona coming up, I think, those are two really good shots he has to win a race. Uh, I mean, we just saw Tyler Reddick win, so why can't Austin Dillon win a race? Uh, 
Stuart Haas hasn't been horrible. They've kind of caught up to themselves and put some good uh, race cars on the track. So Kevin Harvick, another top 10. Maybe he'll win a race on track that he's done it before. New Hampshire is one that he's pretty good at, so he could go there and win a race. Uh, Eric Amarola, he's a very consistent, solid driver. I don't see why he can't win a race. Uh, it just, it you really don't know what's going to happen. This season, in from when I've been alive, has been the most unpredictable season I've ever seen in my life. So, I'm, I want to say we're going to get to 17 winners, but then a couple minutes later I'll say, well, that's, that's so hard to happen. It's, hard, it's not going to happen. And then, yeah. So I, I really want to see 17 winners because I just think that'll be incredible. I think it would be awesome. I think it would be awesome. But and the drama. I yeah. want the drama. I want to see what they, what kind of playoff scheme they build for it or how they, if they kick out the 17th guy or let him in. Uh, but. I think a lot of guys who are outside of the playoffs have a shot to win. I agree. So probably the, the second biggest story coming out of this after Tyler Reddick wins that race is that NASCAR hasn't really released any information saying that we're going to go back to Road America in 2023 and that they may be potentially adding a street course race in Chicago. What are What is your kind of opinion on that? Do you like it, dislike it, or should we continue to go to Road America? Or are you open to different ideas, or how do you feel? I'm I'm open to see what it what happens, like what it will be like in Chicago. Obviously, a big market, but we did have a racetrack in Chicago, like Chicagoland Racetrack. It was outside of the city, but had great attendance from. What I remember, yeah, the first couple of years the attendance was pretty great, and then kind of it kind of fell off a little bit, and that's one of the reasons why they're currently not on the schedule. Mm -hmm. But as for Road America, the past few races they've had wonderful attendance. I mean, yeah. that Wisconsin area is they're foaming at the mouth for mm -hmm. cup dates, and I mean we've run the trucks there and we've run Xfinity there in the past, but it feels like that track draws a good number of people mm -hmm. i mean i think they had it easily a hundred thousand people in attendance for the whole weekend easily yeah. and so i mean it, it i feel like to take it away is a disservice to that area but then we've seen success la coliseum bristle dirt roval mm -hmm. trying different things why i mean i know i get it but i also would kind of be open to them doing a street course yeah. in chicago so i I would I would like to see how it goes, see what happens. Uh, depending on the track layout, obviously they can. The track designer has is restricted in a lot of areas, but can also kind of design the track how he wants. Um, but the biggest thing I would say, like, is the Chicago, like the downtown Chicago market. How much are they into this? And yeah. then also the racing, like. Street circuits, if you've seen an F1 race or an IndyCar race, they're narrow, very, very narrow, and it's hard to pass. But the thing that NASCAR has on F1 and IndyCar is you can move cars out of the way. So the first Bristol we kind of saw, uh, that long those long runs where the bottom was the only way you could, could run fast. And so you just run the bottom, knock a guy up, pass him. So I feel like... It could be an exciting race in that way where you have some good guys keeping up pace and then move using their bumper to 
past the guy, but I just feel like it it could be a good thing, but with the Chicago market, how much do they want this? And if the race isn't in entertaining, I don't know. It's not going to end up too and see, good. That's kind of that's the flip-flop here because these races at Road America, they've been well attended. They've been decent races. They haven't mm-hmm. been barn burners by any you know, measure of the stick, but they've been well attended. So do you take away something that's well attended for something that may be better racing but less attended? Because I think you're mm-hmm. right. I think a lot of it hinges on who's going to show up to this and does the city actually want to do this? So I think that's that's kind of the disposition of this whole situation. Me personally, I'd be happy if we stayed at Road America. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a great race course. Um, the fans seem to really enjoy it, and that area seems to really like the racing. And it's produced another first-time winner for this year. So, I, I mean, what can you not like about it? And the Xfinity race the day before was, even though it was pretty long and there's a lot of crashes, it was pretty interesting. The drama yeah. was very high. So I, I, I feel like we should stay at Road America instead of trying to go to a street course but mm-hmm. i wouldn't be i wouldn't be unhappy mad. if we did it i mean it i'm i'm willing to try it so because the the big thing is the racing could be really good and something that we've never seen that we kind of need or we could go here spend a ton of money and it end up not really good with fans and the racing wasn't that good and then it's just kind of a waste but Got to try something before you see it. So I, I'd love to see it be tried. So I'm up for either. If they stay at Road America or go to Chicago and race in the city, I'm fine with either. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So who, who are you going to pick for Atlanta? I'm gonna it's go. hard. I know. It's, it's a toss-up. I mean, the Chevys have been good there. Uh, Byron won there last time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just throw out Ricky Stenhouse. I think he'll win and... Hopefully he locks himself into the playoffs with that. I don't know where they're sitting on the playoff line. I think they would be good if they win. And uh, they're in twenty fourth right now. So that, if they, that would, they if they won, they would push someone would else down. Yeah, playoffs. Christopher Bell would be pushed down, depending upon how well he did. Um, I'm going to go with momentum. I think it'll be one of the last uh, four drivers that have won a race will end up winning this one. That's either Logano, Suarez, Elliott, or Reddick, and. I'm going to pick Daniel Suarez. I like him a lot. So what's your favorite uh, 4th of July food? Go. Oh, um, golly. <laughs> uh, barbecue. Anything, barbecue. Anything barbecue. barbecue. Good hot dog. Always, <laughs> always is good. Potato salad. Yeah. Potato salad's good as well. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Join us next week. This is JC's Garage.